It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Let's go back to your huddle. On Giants.com. Tempo, tempo, tempo. And the Giants mobile app. Go, 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 go. Part of the Giants podcast network. Welcome to the Giants Huddle Podcast. For this rapid reaction to the Giants-Chiefs game, I'm joined by Super Bowl champion Sean O'Hara. But first, a reminder that the Giants Huddle Podcast can be found on the Giants app at Giants.com slash podcasts and on all popular podcast platforms. Now we're joined by our guest, Sean O'Hara. Sean, Giants went down to Arrowhead. A tough loss, 20-17 to loss to the Kansas City Chiefs. I think if you look at that final score, it's a lot closer than a lot of people thought it would be. Yeah, no doubt about it. If you would have told me that the Giants defense was going to hold the Chiefs offense to just 20 points, I would say we got a really good shot of winning that football game. When you think about Patrick Mahomes threw the ball 48 times in this game, and yet only 270 yards, 275 yards passing, that's a win. And I think, you know, if the Giants had won this game, game ball absolutely to Patrick Graham, his whole philosophy on, look, we're not going to give up the big play. You want to run the football, we're going to make you stay patient with that. And knowing Andy Reid wants to take some shots, Patrick Mahomes wants to take some shots, um, I, I think that you know they executed that game plan exactly as they wanted it to go to, to get executed and not giving up the big play, making a march down to the field of the red zone, and then clamping down, forcing them to kick field goals twice on some big-time drives at the end of the game. Yeah, and I mean, you mentioned Patrick Graham's defensive strategy. That opening drive was kind of a testament to it, right? They were playing a bit soft, allowing them to get five, seven yards, and the Chiefs kind of marched down the field. But when it mattered, when they were in the red zone, Patrick Mahomes goes for it, throws a pick. Julian Love comes up with that interception. Uh, the Chiefs are leading the league by a mile in turnovers, and the Giants absolutely capitalized off of that in that opening drive. Yeah, that was huge. Obviously, the, you know, the interception in the, the red zone, the turnover is great in itself, but you know, if it's an incomplete pass, they're going to get points. So to not give up any points um, on that drive was definitely big. I think the game plan was good, too, on third down. Um, certainly on that play and a, a couple of other plays, the Giants rushed three guys. And then they kept one other linebacker or defensive back in as a spy rusher because Mahomes really loves to escape the pocket. And that stresses your defensive backfield. So uh, that spy rusher and that game plan worked really nicely. And then, you know, the, the other interception that got called back, Darnay Holmes with an unbelievable interception in the slot. And, you know, I think that, that interception would have – I think the Giants win the football game if if O'Shane Zimenez is not offsides on that play. But time and time again this year, we've seen that exact type of play where, oh my gosh, great play and only to be nullified by a mistake or a penalty or something else happening. So uh, I, I think Giants fans feel a little snake bit right now, and, and this team certainly does as well. Um, you know, but the offense has got to step up. If you hold the Chiefs to 20 points, you should win that football game. Yeah, and I mean, you mentioned that Darnay Holmes, of course, that one coming at a much more crucial point late in the game. Uh, tied at 17 in the fourth quarter. If you're in that situation, you're the Giants, and you say, hey, we're going to be tied at 17 in the fourth quarter at Kansas City, that's the situation you want to take. But, you know, to your point, the offense having to kind of hold their own as well, that first quarter interception by Julian Love, the Giants turn around, Daniel Jones throws a pick to Willie Gay right away as well. The offense not being able to capitalize on the defense's productivity, that's got to be frustrating. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure it is. And, you know, I think that's why it was good that they capitalized on the Logan Ryan forced fumble. You know, when he punched out of Jason Kelsey, they went right down the field and they ended up scoring a touchdown there. So huge momentum. But the one thing that the Giants are still struggling with is, okay, when you get that kind of momentum, keep it. You know, have that killer instinct and – 
They just haven't been able to put their foot on the gas pedal from that standpoint. And then, of course, the Chiefs, look, they've been in the Super Bowl two years in a row, so they're going to battle back. In a, in a heavyweight fight, they're going to throw some punches too. You've got to be able to absorb it and not lose that momentum. And they just couldn't seem to do that. Yeah, and I mean, we did see the Giants so able to put together a few scoring drives, uh, some gadgetry with Kadarius Tony making his return, though he dealt with a thumb injury. He was in and out of this game, but you know he was able to throw some uh, throw a deep pass and to Sterling Shepard, and that drive ended up with a. Kyle Rudolph touchdown, Rudolph the red zone reindeer. I there can't say that enough. Um, <laughs> Evan Ingram got into the end zone as well. Both of these were on, you know, short yardage situations from the red zone and seeing the Giants able to capitalize on those red zone opportunities, even though they weren't flawless there, that's a growth point for this team. Yeah, it is. And, you know, it, it, things got a little hairy there because it was fourth down the play call to Kyle Rudolph. Um, you know, I think everybody was 100% in agreement with that. You go for it there. You know, you're on the road, you're playing the Chiefs. You're not going to beat them kicking field goals, um, you know. And, and I think that that red zone production definitely something to build on. Um, you know, the frustrating thing is still, you know, like that third and four, they're down there in the red zone. Sterling Shepard with a two yard, three yard little route, and now it's fourth and two. And it's like, okay, well, what are you going to do? If it's fourth and one, maybe they go for it again. But fourth and two, down there at the goal line is tough. Those that's a tough two yards. It probably feels like ten yards sometimes. So you know that that's, feels like a missed opportunity. Um, you know, but I think offensively, it's just they're they're too sporadic. It's a couple of good plays here and then a penalty here and backs them up. You know, you take one step forward, two steps back, and you know instead of talking about how good of a game Devontae Booker had and the impact he had, and as both a running back, you know, getting some big plays, some big runs, you know, over seven yards, as well as some some nice big receptions that he broke a couple of tackles, a couple of checkdowns, a couple of screens. You know, he was a force and he was an impact. Um, and, you know, that kind of gets lost in, in, in the fray of, of, of the loss on the road. Yeah, but, you know, we got to highlight Devontae Booker, right? 60 yards on the ground, 14-yard uh, long on the running game, and then another 65 yards in the receiving game, including that 41-yard reception where he just kind of made a lot of yak right there. Uh, it seems like he's kind of coming into his own and gaining that confidence, especially in the North and South game. Yeah, he's definitely getting some rhythm. And I think for running backs, it's all about vision. And, you know, when it comes to running the football, we have this thing called run fits, which is basically, all right, when we design a play and you draw it up on the board, here's where it's designed to go. Well, that's great. But when you get out there in the field, what does that look like? Where is the entry point? And based on what the defense is doing, what their front is, that's going to change week to week that entry point and where that cutback lane is going to be. So, you can see that he's doing a good job being patient with that. His vision has gotten so much better over the last couple of weeks. He sees that hole. An NFL hole is only open for a split second, and he's hitting it, um, getting vertical, um, taking care of the football, and, and I think that's all a big part of it. So it's good to see him you know, continue to, to get some confidence in this offense. Um, so let's see, quick math, 65 on the ground, you said, 65 mm -hmm. in the air. That's 130 all-purpose yards. That's a good That's a good day for Booker. That's a strong day for Booker, and that is the most you know total yardage that he's had on the season so far. That's something that you love to see. And even though the run game, of course, Booker, 60 yards on the ground, Daniel Jones adding 12, and that's about all that they had. They have not yet eclipsed that 100-yard rushing game yet this season. But kind of making some progress and making some strides, strides and taking some chunks out of it, how important is that? I mean, we talk a lot about getting the run game going, but how important is that for this offense to be successful to have a real run threat there? Yeah, I think it's good for a number of reasons. Number one, you want to be physical, and that's your opportunity to be. I think passing game, you're, you're a little more passive as an offense. 
So you want to have a little more teeth, a little more identity. But the key with that is third down. Like if you're not competing, thir- converting third downs, you're not going to get the opportunity to run the football more on first and second down. So uh, that's where it's, you know, they kind of, those go hand in hand. So the more you can convert on the third downs, the more opportunities you're going to get to run the football. But uh, no doubt about it, you know, that's your big chunks are going to come from that play action ability. And as you're running the football, now all of a sudden defenses are adjusting to stop the run that opens things up down the field. You know, the one thing that keeps showing up for the Giants offense is teams are saying, look, we're fine playing too high. We're fine playing deep, not letting you have the big play. The Giants, I think, are last in the NFL in in explosive plays right now. You know, the two categories that they struggle this year as well as last year is red zone and big plays. And so teams are saying, look, we're not going to give you the big play. We're going to force you to run the football, commit to the run, and we don't think you're good enough to not beat yourself, to not get a penalty, to not have a bad play that gets you into third and 12, and then we get you off the field. Yeah, but, I mean, speaking of big plays, you got a guy like John Ross, right, who had two catches, both of them, 150 yards, another one 22. Yeah, one and, he's on his back. I know, right? And <laughs> it was like, phenomenal. It was incredible to see, and, you know, especially with such a depleted receiving core i mean sterling shepherd Kadarius tony making their return to the field today shep goes down again Kadarius tony dealing with a thumb injury again uh in the middle of this game but you dante know, pettis and dante pettis going down with the shoulder right and like you know it seems like so many players keep dropping but you know with ross able to step up and make those kind of splashy plays that's got to be you know inspiring to see as well yeah i think ross has done a good job you know he, has, he doesn't had a, a ton of opportunities obviously with slayton back in the lineup too um, you know, they're, they're trying to get him some confidence and get him back more involved, um, you know. But the, the offense just, you know, we have yet to see it at full force. And we, we have yet to see it kind of click on all cylinders. There's been times and it's been sporadic. But, you know, the, the, we talked about it on the postgame show, you know, you, you come out the, the end of the drive, the end of the first half, that drive, Apparently there were some issues with the headsets. You know, just looked like there was no like, hey, we got a chance to go and score some points right before the half. Let's have some urgency. Let's go get it. Let's be aggressive. And then coming in out of halftime, that first possession, it's you know, hey, third and one. We don't convert. Now we're off the field, and it's a missed opportunity. You, you talk about, hey, look, we're going to take the knee. We feel good going in halftime. Now we're going to get the ball to start the second half, and then you don't do anything with it. It's a loss. It's a waste of possession. The Giants only had two possessions in the third quarter, and that's a long time for the defense to be out on the field. Yeah, I mean, when you talk about especially the end of that first half as well, the Giants going out there, they're in decent field position. They're chunking away. They're trailing just by four. 14-10 is the score, and the Giants are making some progress, but then penalties, shooting themselves in the foot. They get you know an offsides penalty. They get a delay of game penalty. They get... And they're backing it up, and then they have to take a knee and you know walk into the locker room and live to see another quarter. Um, but that really you know takes the air out of the balloon as well, and that's you know got to contribute to the way they came out in this third quarter. Yeah, I think if they find a way to go kick a field goal right there at the end, and look, Graham Gano's been having a great year, so give him a shot, give him a chance, you kick a field goal there, you go into halftime, fourteen, thirteen, fourteen, thirteen, and you know hey, we're getting the ball back right now, we have a chance to take the lead, so. It definitely builds the confidence, um, you know, and, and you know what? You know, maybe, maybe you you get Jason Garrett a little more confidence to say, hey, we're going to come out, we're going to take a shot. Mm-hmm. You know what? It's 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 a one-point game, and, you know, all those things are, are intertwined. And, um, you know, you, you'd love to see 
the Giants just come out and just say, hey, you know what, we're, you know, I would have liked to have seen a little more no huddle out of them. You know, I think when you're on the road, that's always an opportunity to try to slow things down um, for them defensively and kind of quiet the crowd a little bit. So that, that could have been an opportunity for them to come out that first possession in the second half and, hey, let's go up tempo, let's change it up a little bit, let's put a little pressure on their defense. Yeah, especially for in a place that's as loud as Arrowhead. You want to be able to have that communication, that kind of flow working. Um, but, you know, we talked about this. You know, they were tied up at 17 in the fourth quarter, and it just seemed like penalties and shooting themselves in the foot. And we almost talk about this every week, is that this team, it's not about who they're playing as much as about not beating themselves and returning back to MetLife on a short week, you got the Raiders coming to town. This team is kind of, you know, really sticking together. They're coming off of a bye. Um, how does this team kind of keep the focus? I know Joe Judge says, you know, win or lose, we're still same energy, back in the lab, back to square one, back to the drawing board. But, you know, it's got to be tough coming off of a, a defeat like that. Yeah, it's tough, and it's a short week now. You know, look, it's... You know, Tuesday is your off day. You, you're probably still going to have to come in and get some treatment. And then Wednesday is going to be a modified Wednesday um, as you're trying to ramp back up. And, you look, you're not going to go full pads, you know, for this week probably. Maybe Thursday you'd put the pads on a little bit. But, um, you know, you want your team to be ready on Sunday physically. I just think at this point in the season right now, it shouldn't be, you know, a 45-minute to an hour film session on corrections. At this point in the season, it should be, look, there's three or four plays that we, you know, we had some boneheaded plays or, you know what, we had a mental gaffe here or, you know, we had a sloppy play here. It can't be as many as many plays as it is both sides of the ball. It's offense and defensively, missed opportunities, missed plays. And when you come back in as a unit and you start saying, all right, hey, here are the plays that we've got to correct. It can't be the same guys. It can't be the same plays. And going into week nine, these are things that should be ironed out. The things that you're doing in weeks one, two, and three should not still be an issue at this point in the season. Absolutely. Well, we got a lot of ball game left. We're about halfway through the 2021 NFL season. Sean O'Hara, thanks so much for taking the time with this rapid reaction. Uh, and just want to remind you guys, this Giants Huddle podcast is available on the Giants app at Giants.com slash podcast. And all popular podcast platforms, Giants Huddle podcast feed also has the All In NYG podcast presented by PNC Private Bank, which celebrates the 10th anniversary of the Giants Super Bowl 46 championship. For more reaction to the game, tune in to Big Blue Kickoff Live on the Giants app every weekday at 1230 or find archived episodes on the Big Blue Kickoff Live podcast feed. For Sean O'Hara, I'm Madeline Burke, and we will see you next time on the Giants Huddle Podcast.